Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to How May I Serve You, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Ellen Tyler. Ellen, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. And honestly, I love your energy. I love it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So Ellen's a business and mindset coach, helping entrepreneurs reach six and seven figures in their business without extra work hours. That's awesome right there. Ooh, no matter what your past was, your future is dependent on what you do today. People often wait for their golden opportunity or until it's their turn to be successful. However, those opportunities aren't handed out, right? Decide right now to change and take action. Ooh, let's go. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. That's a that's, that's a beautiful intro right there. Ellen. Thank, thanks for sending me that. That's that's spot on. So um, I'm gonna sh- bring my energy towards your way right now. Okay. Yeah. So how are you doing again? And I want you to dive into your story. Okay. Tell us a little bit about you. Where you from? How you yep. got started? The two minute yep. version. Yeah, two minutes. And so sometimes I think you should put a timer on everyone it's because everyone has a story and it's important to understand that, that it, it helps understand where we are. So no different than anybody else grew up in Chicago, went to school, went to college, no clue what I wanted to do. Not, not at all. Uh, graduated in a recession, took any job I could worked hard worked extra hours, went in on the weekend to get Mm -hmm. noticed by everybody, and then fell into a profession that I didn't think I had any right being in, which was selling. (laughs) And I also learned that other people know how to sell, even if I didn't. And that was my first blush at, I can hire knowledge. Like I I learned things in school. I was pretty. I was a pretty good student. If I could memorize, you know, quadratic equation, I could do this. So I hired coaches, and it opened up the world to me to realize that it is accessible. I didn't have to be a president or a CEO, even though those are individuals we help, but that I could have the same opportunity of working with them. So throughout my career, and I was really good in building businesses and financial services. And the last time. When I hired the coach, they said, you know what? We're opening a coaching division. Why don't you come? Mm. I said, yes. <laughs> Short version, how I got here. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. 
Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. That's awesome right there. And I love I love the fact that you you mentioned you hired knowledge, right? So Dan Sullivan wrote a book, Who Not How, meaning you hired the right who to accomplish the house, right? So Absolutely. you found that out early on, and that's awesome. So I want you to just I want you just to dive a little bit more into your life, okay? Yeah. Living in Chicago as a child, <laughs> how was how was that? You know, I want you to just walk me through it. Yeah, you know, I would always say we were the poor people in a rich suburb. And I didn't know we were poor, which is interesting. But my parents early on were, my grandparents were the influence, which was get her a good education, which meant we'll scrape by and figure out how to live in this town. But I'm always surprised. So there's a great sports coach and he talks about doing a highlight reel. And so here's what I get to say. I'm the first person in my family to graduate high school. Mm. day and age i was the first one in my family to graduate high school and i was not the smarter of the two siblings (laughs) i was like okay how does this happen and i was the first one to graduate college Mm. but and i wasn't aware i had one of my grandparents was vice president of the gas company but as a child like you're just not aware but the education really did set me up for learning. I, I think one of my best qualities of growing up in that environment is that they gave me the structure of realizing other people did have the knowledge and did have the expertise. And I was just surrounded with other people that had really strong beliefs that they wouldn't fail. Mm. And, and I think I... I think it helped me understand you always want to surround yourself with smarter people than you. You don't want to be the smartest person in the room. And that decision of my parents to live in that suburb certainly did that for our family. Mm -hmm. Ellen, as you're telling your stories, I'm getting goosebumps. (laughs) I'm getting goosebumps right now, you know, because your story is is such an awesome one. And what you just mentioned about, Hiring smarter people, being in a room with other smart people is key because it's about nurturing, right? Yes. Become the average of the people you surround yourself with. And that's so, so true. You lived it. I'm, I've lived it. Yep. And it's, it's so, so apparent. But oftentimes people don't think about that. They want to be the smarter. They, they want to <laughs> over, over speak and be the loudest one in the room. And how does that benefit you? You're not learning. When you're speaking and when you're talking, you're, you're not learning. So you did your part. And now you're at where you're at the position you're in right now because of that. Yep. Yeah. So that's awesome. So next, the next question, right? We're going to dive a little bit more into, into how you got started. Why did you get into coaching in the first place? So I'm going to tell you this. I'm the perfect example of when coaching works well. Okay. (laughs) And I'm the example of when somebody thinks they're smarter and doesn't need any coaching. Mm. That's really what, you know, you just, if you ever sit back, we don't think actually, then I would, I would say to the whole audience, take five minutes and just think each day because we think we think, but we really don't think. So when I hired the, the coach that really changed my life for me, I mean, 
So he took me from what was fairly decent income to tripling my income without changing the job, the product, the air, nothing changed except that I hired a coach. Then I was too smart for my own good because after 13 months, I'm like, I got this. (laughs) I got this. I'm good. And life happens. And so the good part is that I did not careen all the way back down. I mean, I kept certain parameters of what I understood, but it helped me understand that we should always look to be learning and coached and mentored by somebody. And I recognized that when I was like, wait a second, what happened? (laughs) What happened was that was the dumbest decision was not to hire him again or somebody different at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And I just explored that possibility of what does it look like to have different coaches, whether it's somebody who helps me with my health or somebody who helps me with my money or somebody who helps me with relationships. Mm. And the last coach I hired right before I came over here, all those dots were connecting. And I just tell people, pay attention to the dots because you can connect them going backwards. You can't connect them going forward. But what story are they telling you? They're telling you a story. If It's like following the breadcrumbs. Where, where are they going? And I looked at that and I thought, I had chosen financial services because I wanted to help people. And then I dug deep more into my purpose. Just like I would encourage everyone, what is your purpose and who do you want to serve? I looked at who I wanted to serve in the financial services, which is where I was. But I can serve so many people over here because here's the key. And I learned, and this unlocks it well. If I help you, guess what? You're going to help your clients, you're going to help your family, and you're going to help your community. So it's like that ripple effect. And I thought, now I get goosebumps when I talk about that, because that's why I switched. I thought that transformation that I had midpoint in my career, the question I asked myself, what if I did that for more people? Because that midpoint allowed us to, I have five children, we adopted three more children at that point in time. Not an inexpensive thing to do. And I thought, I can change families. And I can change clients and I can change communities. And you can do it at all levels up and down a corporation or in a community. You know, the the beautiful thing about that, as you continue to live life and progress, your why was different, right? Yes. As, as you grew, your, your why grew as well. Yep. And when, when, you, when you got a family, your family started to grow, that's when yep. you realize I could change or change family. You know, this, yep. and this is why it's, uh, like you said, thinking. You have, you, have, you, have, you have to surround yourself with, with good people. You also, you also have to set some time aside to think. Think, because sometimes we're in this space where we're constantly being inundated with information and bombarded with entertainment and not allowing ourselves to step back and think about where we are and where we'd like to go. You also have to not be afraid to ask the difficult questions. And now here's the kicker, answer them. Mm. It's one thing, you know, it's like, check the list, check the list. Let me go through this. You know, what are some bad habits I have? I just had a call this morning with some of my clients and I said, I ask really good questions, but you have to not be afraid of the answer. Hmm. There you go. Cause and effect. That's it. <laughs> and um, I will add to that. 
answer honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, not the sugar coating. You know, because one of the first exercises I give them does take that into account because most of us will gloss over or I'll give you the answer. If I go, what's your goal? Here's it. I want to make a million dollars. Why? Mm. <laughs> Why? So the first 10 to 15 answers that somebody gives often are filtered. Mm. And it's filtered through the lens of society and the people that they surround themselves with and what they believe. That's true. But I ask them to go farther, which takes them a little bit longer, and then it gets into what they really want. You're asking the right question. You're, you're, you're peeling back layers. You're going yep. deeper and deeper until you get to the core. Yep. Because mm. you won't do what's hard if you just say, oh, I want to make a million dollars. Okay. Would you be happy with 250 if it gave you a great work-life balance? But the question is why. The why has to be big enough. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Whew. Listen, I, I'm already happy that I asked you to come on because not only, not only am I getting goosebumps like crazy, but I'm, I'm loving this conversation right now. <laughs> it's always fun. So I know, I now know why you got into coaching, right? Yeah. Now the next step is, the next question is, who do you coach? Who's your primary clientele? Sure. Well, coming from the business background that I did, I have an affinity for anybody who's in sales, who thinks that, oh, the corner office person can figure this out, but I can't. And it really just filters down to anybody with an entrepreneurial spirit, mm -hmm. but that is stuck at a certain level. So it tends to be, you know, when you think of financial services, realtors, insurance, financial advisors, but here's the great thing, Thomas, when you know who you serve, other people go, can you help me? Like I'm a spa owner. Can you help me? Sure. You have the same problem. Everyone has the same problems, but that's who I settled on because a couple things. One, I speak their language. They think it means something. It doesn't, but it helps. But I lived it and breathed it and I built successful businesses in that world. You have the experience. So I have the experience. And so I've won the privilege of being able to have a conversation with them. And it opens her eyes and ears to thinking, if she can do it, I can do it. Because that's really what coaches do, is we open the door to the possibilities that you shut the door so many years ago. You know what? It's, I mean, I kind of I call that the, the Roger um, Bannister syndrome, right? The, oh. the four mini mile, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So you already know the story, right? Once, once you broke the four mini, um, four mini mile, correct? Four mini yeah. mile, yeah. Once you broke the four mini mile, people that were not able to accomplish that this task were able to just, yeah. they, were, they were doing it, even high school kids. So yeah. it's all about perception and understanding yeah. that you could get past your perceived self or right? your limited belief could be shattered because oftentimes we get in our own way. We are our own <laughs> and the solution though and the solution you're right both yeah. both you know and um so you're absolutely on point you're on point yeah. all right so if someone were looking for a coach right now right yeah. what traits would you advise for them to look for sure so first of all i would think about what i wanted help with and being held accountable for mm-hmm so like I said, you're certainly, if I'm growing a business, I'm not looking for a relationship coach. 
So it just, that makes common sense. But now I'm going to give the answer from my perspective and you have to understand that. Of and course. I think everyone's going to be a little bit different. So I came from a highly regulated area. I was a SEMA, CFP. I had all the designations, all, all of those things. Because my belief is that if somebody was going to search for an advisor, that my first question is, do you have continuing ed? Did you study? What courses? So it's not a surprise that I would say you want somebody, yes, who has experience, but also if this is their career, they have taken the time to go get certified. And there's a number of them, not the 297, let me get certified and say I'm a life coach, <laughs> but certified. And then ask them, ask them about the process and ask them what it looks and feels like and the length of time, because there's only two ways that we change anything. And that's through a sudden traumatic event like 9-11. Nobody really wants to have that. But through grief, sometimes people grow or spaced repetition. So you want to understand and that there's a framework for holding you accountable. That's it. We're, we're accountability partners. And yeah, that's it. Because you shouldn't necessarily pick one that you go, oh, this looks pretty easy. <laughs> got it. Got it. So um, what, what, finish your I was just going to say, and then ask for, because again, people want to go, oh, if she did it, I could do it. Well, what did I do? And what do we have experience doing? And, and of the hundreds and thousands of people's lives that we've changed around the world, what have they done? What have they gone on to experience? Got it, got it. So for those listeners who might not understand what space repetition is, do you mind breaking it down? Sure. So think of it this way, when you had to memorize something in school, <laughs> you typically will memorize by going over and over and over and over and over and mm -hmm. over and over again. So it's like that. It's like studying every day, the same thing over and over and over again. And the reason space repetition is so important is that our ulterior motive is we want to go from your conscious to your subconscious because, and not to go because people will get glassy eyed when you start getting into coach speak, but here's what the reality is. All of your actions come from your subconscious. That is this true. So how do we get it in there? And I, I always tell my clients, look, I'm trying every which way to get from your conscious to your subconscious, whether it's space repetition, auditory, visual writing, all of it is meant to do that to achieve the common goal. Mm, mm, I love that. I love that. So the way the way you approach that language, I approach I approach it a different way because um, I use that to look for our clients' learning style, how they consume yes. the information. So I, yes. I, I normally mention I, I normally call it learning style, right? Auditory, yep. um, um, visual, or kinesthetic, right? So it's the same same thing, but just just different language, different language. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So now we're gonna dive into storytelling time, right? So I want you to give us like a two to three minute success story yeah. where you helped one of your client yeah. um, get over a hurdle, um, and you help guide them towards success. Yeah, I'm actually going to give you two because I really thought about this, and one okay. of the okay. things that I want individuals to understand, coaching helps every area of your life, every area. So when they come in the door for one thing, they often leave with something different. But let's first talk about the financial because that's what everybody cares about. Okay. And 
typically people will walk in the door because we say things like, I can help you double your income, which perks their ears and they want to understand, is that really possible? And the greatest example is to talk about current individuals and what they've done. So one of my current clients, a former retired CFO, CFO of a small company. So don't think grand Home Depot type of CFO, <laughs> but he's been in the financial advisory world for a couple of years. If you understand that world, some transitions, broker dealers change, registered investment advisors, all sorts of chaotic movement. He just wanted to take care of his family, which again is high on the list of people I want to help. Mm-hmm. And he has a pretty significant goal of where he wants to get to within the, within the 12 months. And here's what happened for him in June and July. Now we started working around February and it happens at different times for all people. Yeah. In June and July, he made more money in two months that he had made annually every year for the last 18 years. Whoa. (laughs) And, and the reason Thomas that I like to, tell tell stories of other people is it's not me it is somebody who because here's what i will tell anyone follow the process if you follow exactly what i tell you to do we will guarantee that you will get to where you want to be so i'll give you another example not monetary because i want anyone listening to understand how coaching impacts every other area of your life and if she's listening my daughter will forgive me so my (laughs) youngest daughter uh, chose to do a fitness competition. Okay. <laughs> if you've ever seen any of those, they get on stage with, in fact, her dad was forbid from coming to see it because anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I totally she, understand. She decided she wanted to do this. Now she's also a great student because she will come and ask me. And again, in your family, you wait for them. She's like, okay, what do I work on? I gave her the tools that were going to be appropriate for that, which essentially is how do you see yourself at the end of it. Her competition was in July. She had started training in August. Here's what she didn't know. Her coaches didn't even expect her to place. They thought this was just a practice run. Practice run, get on stage, see how you feel and do all of that. So she makes it through. She miraculously through, again, things happen. She wasn't supposed to be in the one group, then she was. And at night when they're doing the awards, where she didn't think she was getting an award, she gets called on stage mm, in the group. The cold out. Mm-hmm. And in that world, it's like they go sixth place, fifth place, they go down the list to number one. Mm-hmm. So we're videoing this and they're calling the names and you can see it in her face because she's still standing there. They go sixth place, fifth place, fourth place, third place. Now she's still standing there. <laughs> she got second. Her coaches didn't think she would place at all. Same process. She used some of the same processes to do this, Mm -hmm. to achieve that. She's used it to achieve working in the environment where she wanted to work. So I like to give both sides of the spectrum because once anybody understands the purpose of working with a coach is that it will impact all areas of your life and you can use the tools that any of us help you with achieve other areas. So I love those two examples. Yeah, those were Great example, completely different in terms of Lately. the the industry. Because um, I yes. come from a wellness background. I used to be a celebrity trainer back in the day. I even oh, coach, I even coach um, <laughs> athletes on stage, and they, and they they won a few competitions. So I I totally understand 
that story <laughs> that's an amazing story so um wow those were two great stories so i'm, I'm glad you told both of them and not just the yes. financial one yes so um wow and i also and i also um love the fact that with coaching you no know, success leaves clue right success yeah. leaves clue and you mentioned you mentioned this a few times follow the process follow yeah. the process because once you follow the process you're going to end up getting to that success right because it's all about you know just for instance it's just like a recipe you can't make a, a cake right a cake a specific way if you don't follow that specific recipe if you leave out the baking soda or another key yeah. ingredient is going to turn out bad <laughs> but if you follow the process most likely it's going to turn out phenomenal even though I don't really eat cake, but I had to use that, that, that analogy. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an apple pie guy. <laughs> All right. So um, what drives you though, Ellen? Because of the changes in their lives. And I, I truly go back to the very beginning. The impact it had on our family. So purpose doesn't ever change. Because that's what I would tell you doesn't change. Your purpose for why you're put here on this earth doesn't change, but how you fulfill that purpose does. So my purpose is to change the direction of my family for generations to come. But I also care about community because I know the difference of what it's made in the life of my family, mm -hmm. but in the life of my clients. Mm -hmm. And that is what drives me to do this is that, we get to live through our clients. Mm, mm. I get to live. I'll give you one more little story. One of my clients, and we just wrapped up, and he did phenomenal in business, but here's what I said. I was more proud of helping him achieve. He has a daughter who has a rare disorder, and he created a nonprofit and was doing a golf outing in May. Okay. His initial goal was 25000 to raise in funds. I'm like, really? Like, seriously, could you, like, double that for me? So we doubled it and he did that. And then some, mm -hmm. I was more proud of that. So when you say like, what drives me, that's what drives me. Of course I told him next year to double it as well. <laughs> the outcome, the purpose and the outcome. The outcome. That's, that's awesome right there. Yep. That's great. They're impacting lives. Yeah. And you are a, a living test, testament of this as well. You, 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 you were the first in family to graduate high school, graduate college. <laughs> You hire a coach to help to expedite you to a whole other level. Now you coach yourself and you're basically living in your purpose. You are living in your purpose. And I could see it all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful day. Every day you get to wake up and do the work. There you go. There you go. So are you currently working on any new projects that you could share with us? Any new books, you know, any, you know, courses? Yeah. Feel free to share. <laughs> there's a few of those going on because we're always evolving. Yeah. So there's a conference coming up at the end of November that I've been asked to speak at, but I would say what I'm working on now is to provide, how would I say this? We call it a path to agreement selling. Most people will carve that out even in a coaching environment and they'll point at that's my problem. That's my problem. So I'm just going to create a mini course around how to not use that as an excuse, but really how do you just take a client down a path to agreement? Because 
sales can be the highest paid profession in the world, but it can be the worst. So that's what I'm working on right now. And yes, there's a book going to come out next year. And make sure you let me know. <laughs> so I will. Another podcast interview. Yeah, there <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's great because um, Earl Nightingale mentioned that about sales, about sales being, you know, the highest with well, the highest paid occupation um, in the world. And you're right, because every business needs salespeople, right? Yeah. In order for you to be a successful business, you need to sell. And everybody sells, whether they like to think they do or not. Yeah, I don't yeah. care if you're a receptionist sitting at a doctor's office. You're selling the idea of that doctor being a nice doctor. And if you're rude and crabby when I walk up, guess what? I am not in the best mood going into that appointment. So everybody sells. Um, and I love Earl Nightingale. So one of the reasons that I came back to coaching and I really decided was that I get to be coached and mentored by Bob Proctor, who is the mm -hmm. last living legend, who is connected. See, Earl Nightingale was in Chicago, Nightingale Conant Association. But Bob was mentored by Earl. Earl was mentored by Napoleon Hill, Napoleon Hill by Andrew Carnegie. So that's a pretty good lineage. You know, you know the lineage. <laughs> a pretty darn good lineage that I was like, I think I need to do this now. Because the question was, how much longer will he be alive? Mm, wow. Wow. Yep. And he's going strong. I want to be him when I'm 87. Awesome. Awesome. And that's a good goal. That's a good goal. Yeah, it's a good goal. So, and by the way, um, I'm going to be interviewing Earl Nightingale's youngest daughter <gasps> um, mid-October. So you're, nice. the first, you're, you're the first person that, that know this right now. <laughs> I, now I, guess, I guess I'm telling everyone right now. <laughs> I have a friend who tried to buy the rights. He didn't know that Bob already owned um, Lead the Field. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I, it's just, we're all connected. We're all Here connected. We, go. we all listen. I will be listening to that interview. Awesome. The, 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 the two degrees of separation, right? Yep. Yep. So, if someone were to inquire about your services or just want to connect with you because you're such an awesome person, Ellen, where yep. can they find you? So they can find me on LinkedIn. I'm here on LinkedIn, but they can also just go to my website. It's Ellen Tyler coaching, not too hard to dot com, or just send me an email, which is Ellen at Ellen Tyler coaching, but really the website will let them do that. I'm on Facebook. We do some master classes. Like right now I'm in the midst of a master class because as coaches, and I'm sure you know this, we also believe that we don't keep it close to our vest. We do. I tell people exactly what to do this week as a sales masterclass, but it's just that everybody needs to be held accountable, but they can see me on LinkedIn, see me on Facebook, find me on my website. Awesome. Awesome. So Ellen, thank you for coming on today's episode. Thank you for telling us your story and thank you for giving me goosebumps. <laughs> right. You're and just furthering the exposure to people to understand that this is accessible. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So last but not least, how may I serve you? Just keep doing what you're doing. Truly. It's keep doing what you're doing. Spread the word. Have interesting people on. And the right people will hear it at the right time. And they'll connect with the right people. Because here's what I say. If I'm your first coach, I'm not your last. If I'm amidst of it, then I'm just preparing you for the next one. And if our industry really grabbed a hold of that and understood it, 
it's a beautiful world to realize we're not in competition. Gems, Woo. drop the mic. <laughs> all I got. Awesome, awesome. So to all our listeners and viewers, thanks for letting us your ears and your eyeballs. And make sure to tune in to next week's episode. Cheers. Take care.